Hello, fellow refiners. Tony here from Refinement, Not Retirement, the podcast where we encourage our listeners to focus on refining their lives instead of retiring from them. I'm once again joined today by my wife and refinement partner, Christine. How are you today? Hello. Hello, refinement partner too. (laughs) Yeah, so so we're in a good mood today. Uh, it's um it's very cold in the Cotswolds. We're we're down to sort of zero uh, temperature at the moment, but the sun is a little bit sort of shining here. Uh, but we're going to talk some talk about something which is all over the news at the moment and is is not a cheery story by any means. It's a it's a story that has very much caught the nation's imagination, and it's certainly. Uh, caught our imagination as we think about the refinement uh, this most recent refinement stage of our our lives of course i'm talking about the post office scandal uh, which affects which has affected hundreds and hundreds of people who thought they were making their own life refinement uh, by um, becoming sub post masters uh, uh, all over the country where they many of them saw that as their retirement uh, yeah so i was just going to say yeah. that i think it was that they all talked about you know you know doing it for their pension and their retirement for for later on in life and thought they were doing you know something yeah. uh, which which uh, understandably would anybody would think buying up the post offices um and uh, or just working there or just Selling stamps, I heard one lady say. Literally Just selling stamps, stamps, and yet she was sort of uh, accused of stealing, yes. you know, ridiculous amount of money that made no sense at all. Of course, this has been brought to light, incredibly, really, uh, by a TV drama, Mr. Bates versus the Post Office. Why? I mean, it's made me really, really angry. Uh, yes, here, me watching, too. Yeah, I, mean, I know you were. Beyond, it beggars belief, way. doesn't it? Really, it so. absolutely does. Uh, you know that it took uh, not just the actual scandal itself, which is of course horrendous, but the fact that it has taken all this time. Because I mean, it goes back to what nineteen ninety something. Yeah, um, five, I think, wasn't uh, it? I can't remember, but it's it, I mean, it's, it's, 2015, it's Yes, a ridiculous length of time. The government has obviously known fully about this matter why does it take a tv drama uh, to come on and for the nation to get really angry and write to their mps and do petitions and all the rest of it before they do anything about something absolutely scandalous and horrendous that what they've done to these people many of whom have uh, well not many of whom perhaps but some of whom which is terrible have committed suicide others have died because of the length of time it's taken to for them to get redress and still and still people are waiting uh, for uh, compensation there is no excuse for that and that bloody sunak man comes on uh, you know comes on to the uh, what was it laura koonsberg's program on sunday and gives these load of platitudes and he feels dreadful about it it's horrendous well why the hell didn't he do something about it he must have known about it for a long, well, they've long even time. known about it. They've even known about it. what I what I was actually very surprised at, and, and it came out yesterday. I was talking to a friend. Is is that Tony Blair, Labour, signed off on the Horizon um, computer, the the, the um, 
uh, the, the Fujitsu, he signed off on it because I was listening to a woman on the radio who was who is now 80 years of age. Her husband has died. <clears throat> he was at the beginning of Alzheimer's and they thought that maybe he was making mistakes. Um, he was uh, asked, she was asked if he was lucky enough to you know, be alive to hear that he had uh, um, had you know had it apologized to and the you know the blame was not his because they did worry it was but she said they were at the the pilot scheme and this pilot scheme was signed off by Tony Blair even though they knew it was making mistakes and there was lots of errors occurring and it was not working correctly and yet it it it, it carried on and on and on even after the pilot scheme proved that it was not well, you know, you not, know, it, it's not it's sorting worse. out the problems. It's 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 the more I hear about it, the worse it it gets because that system, the Horizon system, as I understand it from what I've read in the media, that system was for something else. It wasn't for this. It wasn't for um, accounts for sub postmasters. It was oh, to handle. What was it, for? it was to handle pension payments. Um, and oh, or something, you know, something along those lines, and it was scrapped. I think they spent about seven hundred million pounds on it, and then it was scrapped because it was unreliable. <laughs> and then, so they oh, decided they decided to repurpose it for the sub, you know, so that so these sub postmasters, yes. most of them, they were handling their accounts manually, perfectly fine. Yeah, that's what and I've they, been hearing. They, they said they would it, write they, it all down. Yeah, twenty p for and, a stamp, twenty p in, 20, you know, whatever it was, envelopes, ridiculous. And then the post office in, it imposed this system on its sub postmasters. It imposed Gave it; them no they choice had to do it. it. And you know, as soon as that happened, the problems started happening. And you know, I say again, it was this software was known to be unreliable for a previous purpose. And and for that reason, as I understand it, also there was a there were objections within the post office to repurposing it in this way because they weren't, you know, the executives there did not knew that it wasn't, you know, it was far from perfect. So when you put when you Why did they when you look at, to go so ahead? when you look at that yeah exactly when you look against that backdrop, I mean it it just gets worse and worse and worse and you know I mean we're not going to go in on this podcast episode into the details because you can read that they're all it's all over if you want to yeah. find out the details of this you'll have no problem i i would recommend the guardian the far the guardian's coverage i think is is the best that i've seen apart from the actual mr bates program which is a phenomenal drama if you haven't seen mr bates versus the post office and the uh compact companion uh documentary one hour document documentary <laughs> Four hour the actual drama is four i think four episodes you please see that because uh it'll, well if i don't really want to make you angry dear listener but it will make your blood boil if you don't you know have a sort of if you have not already watched it it will do it certainly yeah done but tony to can you yeah but tony can you seriously you seriously think there's nobody that hasn't listened to this or seen it yes i think i think so, i mean I, I, I young people to... I, yeah if you talk to yes. young people they 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 won't have done and and, and they really need no that's to. a good point they um, don't yeah and because true. because look let me just put this in your mind and let me get and you give me your reaction to this okay first of all supposing this had happened to us i mean i i'm, I'm just wondering how we would 
how we we would have reacted to this G give me your thoughts on that uh Well, I guess it, it was. I guess it's at this age. At this age. Yes, I mean, let's say let's the way say, we are now. Let's say our, our circumstances were different. We were we were thinking about you know giving up our our job as we did a year yes, ago, yes, right? I, Give, yes, giving I our car, stopping yeah. our business a year ago, and we thought, oh, you know, let's get a, a let's go into a rural village in Wales, for instance. We'll yes. get a, we'll get a we'll have a you know your husband and wife sub postmaster um, little business, you know. How and we sign, of course. You, you, you know, this is one of my bugbears. Is that you know people, yeah, people, sure, you know, people are presented with unfair contracts. I mean, this yes. happens. This is not just the post office. This happens all the time. It's all full of um, one-sided small print. You know, I, which I think is really horrendous. It happens so much in life. But th this, of course, you know, sort of everything else pales into in, in slightly well yes and I, and I guess but you're presented with a contract you don't have any you don't have any say and you can't change the words or anything like that you sign it now what those contracts said was if the computer system shows a shortfall you are responsible financially yeah. you have to pay for it how can that be fair <laughs> well, it can't be. But when you signed it, I would think that what people, uh, uh, which is why they did, you can't even begin. You trust, you trust the the big boys. Yeah, that's the, you that's know. part of um, the problem. And that's what's and that's what the problem is. Is you tr you think well, they're probably only talking about a few pence because these people are just you're just ordinary people like you and I, and they just you can't even begin to comprehend that anything would go that wrong. To even think, you know, there might be a shortfall of a couple of pounds or something, or you, you know, you might have made an error. But that's what I think, because when you sign something like that, you 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 don't ever dream that it's going to be, you know, turn out the way it does. And I think, I mean, I I think, you know, I'm quite. I as I've gotten older, I've become less stressed. Although having said that, when I deal with some of some of these companies. And you tell me to calm down. I get wound up so much that I, I, you know, I think probably I would probably be, become so stressed if this happened to us. I probably would have a heart attack. I think. Well, because I sometimes just, feel just just feel equate, so stressed by it. I know that this is and this is going to sound pathetic to the listeners, but you know, by comparison to this. Uh, but I only do it by way of illustration of what is happening in you know what happens in everyday life. I take you back to covid times and when we were go we had a flight uh we had two flights uh business class flights book didn't we with british oh, yes, airways yes and they they cost about you know roughly about six and a half thousand pounds and uh british airways was supposed to because they cancelled the flight due to covid fine no problem but they were supposed to refund that money within seven days Yes, and then let me just add in there. Then I, when when we heard that this flight was we were going in the April, if you remember, and this happened in the in the March, so one month before, and you were given the you know to phone up the number, and in in those days, um, they were not even there was not even a discussion about of offering you a voucher because this was early early doors as a lot of people say you know early days there was no talk of vouchers this 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 materialized later on um during the the, the covid times so i remember so clearly in london uh, 
making a call and thinking, oh, here we go. You know, how long am I going to be sitting on this phone for? And um, I took the phone into the in, into into my bathroom. And I remember I was cleaning my teeth and I, you know, thought, well, I'll just clean my teeth and be on be on hold. I think I got in. I got through within about seven minutes <clears throat> to a very nice woman who was actually in Italy. And I remember very clearly saying, you know, you've cancelled our flight, um, uh, gave her the flight number, the details. Yes, she said, I see that. She said, um, I said, I'd like our money back, please. No problem, she, rep she replied. It'll be in your account by Friday. This was on the Monday, and she said, and I came off the phone. I don't know if you remember. I said to you, "Well, that was easy. That was, I, I, I'm, you know, pleasantly surprised because you were starting to hear horror stories, and then you can continue." What well, I mean, next. I don't want to sort of dominate the episode with this with this uh, story, uh, but but um, you know, in, what they never gave us the money at that time, and it went on for months and months, and eventually I had to I had to involve our MP in Kensington. I forget her name, but uh, you know she she did take the matter seriously, but couldn't get anywhere. They wouldn't you know they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't provide the refund. I took it up. I decided to uh, to issue a letter before before, before action, um, but of course. I knew that if I'd if if we instituted proceedings, uh, it would have gone into a great big black hole. That was why I invented the. Uh, uh, that's why I referred it to the, to our MP because I knew that we needed we need because the the court system and that's something I'm coming on to now. But but the you know the court system obviously was in a was essentially in a state of shutdown during COVID. So I knew it would take a long time to get anywhere and it would be very time consuming. Um, ultimately, by uh, threatening both the credit card company, which was American Express, who through whom we paid it, and by simultaneously the British Airways with imminent legal proceedings, eventually we got the money back. But it was a it was months and months and months and months. It was a tremendous struggle. There was no reason for it. I was dealing with a some executive, um, female executive. Uh, within the within you know high up within british airways and she was absolutely appalling she actually reminds me of this paula venels her approach you know just couldn't care yeah couldn't care less and really, Big really company mentality yeah. isn't it so outrageous. i call this you know i call this corporate abuse and it's we've encountered it uh regularly i mean we used to we used to act for corp big corporation global corporations and we came across it. In fact, we actually worked for the Royal Mail. I won't go into that now, but they, you know, I can remember having to threaten them with legal proceedings because they wouldn't pay fees that were contractually due on time. Um, and you know, so this sort of reminds me of this whole sort of ethos around this corporate abuse, as I say, I call, I call it. But what makes it worse, uh, and it really comes out in this post office story, really, about how broken the justice system is. Yes. I mean, quite apart from the government not pulling its finger out and getting on with this, you've then got, I mean, there were lawyers involved. Lawyers are supposed to be officers of the court. That means that they they have a duty to tell the truth, not to mislead courts. And and there obviously was, there was obviously was a lot of misleading, duff, faulty evidence, if not downright lies involved in these cases. 
So there are there are lawyers involved, judges as well. I mean, you know, okay, the judges are going to be able to say, well, I relied on the information that was given to me. But come on, you can ask a few questions. I mean, just simply a contract that says, well, if the computer system um, brings up a, a number, then that number is going to become a judgment against the defendant. That's not good enough. I mean, judges have to ask questions and 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 require satisfactory evidence uh, before they. I mean, they sent people to jail. People a went pregnant to jail. woman had a, a pregnant baby woman went there. to jail. You know, when she, what on earth is going on that judges are not asking the questions they should be asking, and that the you know obviously there's the, the there's the aspect of it that the post office is allowed to prosecute people without going via the Crown Prosecution Service. They, you know, as I understand it again, they held on to exculpatory evidence which would have shown, they withheld it. They withheld evidence that would have shown the flaws in the system and, uh, and, were, and sat back with folded arms while people went to jail, while people committed suicide. It's, you know, it, it's utterly awful. And as you see in the drama, I mean, just sending men in limousines to shut down people's livelihoods. Thank goodness for Mr. Bates. I forget what is Alan Bates, is it? I forget his first name, but I think it's Alan Bates. In fact, um, thank goodness for him that somebody was prepared to stand up or had, you know, had had the the confidence because, you know, why I asked you about how we would have reacted, because we have had, you know, as I say, tiny compared to this, but we have had things happen in our lives where we have had to go to court uh, because that was the only way we could get justice and fairness. Uh, but you can only really do that if you're in a financial, I mean, quite, we didn't use law, we haven't used law, because using lawyers is just, you know, it's ridiculous, the amount of money. Well, and this is what, this is what's happened to a lot but, of people who have, you know, had very good lawyers backing them, but the money that they owe. Um, is, well, it, is, this is, is what they, you know, they haven't even had belief. their legal fees covered, have they? And no. after, or years and years and years. So, you know, going to, going, to lawyers for, for, going to lawyers certainly for small things is completely out of the question. Um, and but what what I was going to say was this: that you know, it's one thing when you, you know you have sufficient financial your 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 position is sufficiently financial financially robust, which ours was, that you can afford to you know take your attention away from other things like your work in order to pursue these legal proceedings. It's but if you're if if you're not and these people, you know, you can see what happened and people people sort of blame some of them for for assigning, you know, admissions, if you know, saying that they did steal the money or that they did faulty accounting or whatever. They were they were coerced into making these settlements and one can see why. What alternative did they have? They didn't want to just want it to end, prison. Don't they? they wanted to avoid prison. You know, the word prison is a hor horrendous thing. You know, the, the prospect of going to prison, horrendous thing. And they, they were faced with that real possibility. So you can't not, blame yes. them, can you, for, for, for signing not settlements, signing admissions? You cannot blame them. But that was just so wrong. And you we need to have a justice system which is fair and robust. And, you know, what our justice system essentially is based on is money. Who's got the biggest, who's got the power and the money? 
Well, obviously, there's no contest when you're dealing with a sub postmaster on the one hand and the post office on the other, which is backed by the government, has unlimited funds at its disposal. You know, we have to fix this. We have to. But fix it, I think it, I just think it go, goes further than that, because, we're, you know, we're, you know, some of these people, we're, you know, we're talking, you know, it wasn't a small amounts in their eyes, but compared to some, you know, some were talking 2000, some were talking 20 remortgaging. But the bigger picture we have to always remember is, is that it, it's their children, their their partners, their their parents, their you know their their siblings. And I was listening to somebody this morning who was talking on Radio Five about, you know, he he was he had a <coughs> a baby sister who was um was 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 barely one years old. He was thirteen. He had an eight year old sister. These people came to the door one 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 morning um, and took their mother away. And then they heard that she'd been put in prison for six months um, and they had their stepdad to look after them. She got out after three months, but had a, you know, one of these uh, anklet things put on. So she, I mean, for God's sake, what's this woman going to do with three small children? And they think she's going to do a runner treated like some. I don't know, drug baron or some kind of murderer. I mean, it, it just completely got out of hand and the lives that it's destroyed, not even just these individuals, it's the it's the lives and the, you know, the, the partners of the, the people who's, uh, you know, part, you know, husbands, wives that committed suicide, the people that, you know, have died since um, from maybe cancer that's caused through the disease of the disease of, of, of what they've had to live through, the mental strain, the, well, the, the, the anxiety. The, it's, the stories it's, it's are too so horrific. Heart, it's too horrific. The stories are heart, heartbreaking. And, and it goes on and again, it takes a TV drama to, to get the government to get off its arse and actually start doing something. And even now, or we think we're close to something. For God's sake, you know, there's, there's. If this was in America, you know, the, the the we wouldn't be talking about pathetic amounts of compensation that don't even cover legal costs. We'd be talking about hundreds of millions of dollars being awarded to it, an individual, you know, an individual sub postmaster, not the whole lot. Yes, exactly. Can <laughs> I just individual. tell you, there's a breaking news coming in, so I'll I'll break it now break it live. Now. Yeah. Prime Minister Rishi Sunak is expected to face questions about the post office scandal during PMQs, which is starting now. He says um, well, the minister Kevin Hollenmate said told the BBC the government was very very close to announcement on yeah, a solution that's what for saying. hundreds. Yeah, very close. Um, but they're also After yes, all but they're this also time. saying. They're going to bring in new primary legislation to make sure that those convicted as a result of the Horizon scandal are swiftly exonerated and compensated. Oh, and they're saying, this is ridiculous, we will introduce a new upfront payment of £75,000 oh, for the vital group of postmasters, Sunak says. We will make sure that the truth comes to light. Well, there was one guy this morning, um, he said that um, that he was offered... As a settlement, six hundred thousand. Um, well, that should that that is what he's not agreeing to that because he said it's a lot. No, it's pathetic. You know, it's, 
a lot more than that, but they haven't even given him an interim payment of six hundred thousand no, I mean, until it, this is sorted out. I don't now know what the. I, I, I wrote to our MP um, up in uh, Worcestershire here. I wrote to her and said, "I'm never voting Conservative again." Never. Well, we had some neighbours we were with a drink with the other night, and she's been doing the same for months, and she said she will never vote Conservative No, ever I'm again. never, ever going to... And I've been a Conservative voter all my life, and I will Me never too. vote Conservative again. And Sunak's... I'm going to have to be careful not to say something really rude. But Sunak's response is, you know, he's the, the pathetic platitudes that he's giving out are just, you know just not anywhere near good enough you know it took this but it took this petition uh, for paula venels um to give back her cbe well that's the least of it i mean you know she needs to be so prosecuted, bloody what? In my opinion yeah. she needs to be prosecuted and other executives at the post office need to be prosecuted and so and also fujitsu the the subcontractor that are responsible for that were responsible for the horizon thing i mean you know there, there must have been evidence given that was defective uh or even uh perjurious so you well know, if they, yes if that's what they're saying is true uh portrayed in that program which apparently everybody seems to say that it was didn't some gentleman um, uh, like a, a whistleblower, come into the into the meeting one day with Mr. Bates was holding, and said that he was they were controlling the figures. Well, they could get. Um, the, the, it was always could, represented that nobody could change. You know, nobody could get into yes. the individual accounts, yeah. and that w was was as it, it would appear that was a lie. Uh, and that, you know, so I mean, if, yes. so much of this is so much of this is just. So well, it's fraudulent, horrendous. isn't it? It's, and I want this that. government. You know, I I can't wait for the general election. This government needs to be kicked out. And and uh, this is a very good example of just how appalling and useless they are. Um, it, you know, it, it, as you can tell, it's made me um, it's made me extremely angry. But the amounts of compensation, Chris, are absolutely pathetic. Yes, you know, I mean, I, I think I was discussing with you earlier today, you know, the, the, the case in, in, in America of the two election workers, Ruby Freeman and her daughter, Shay Moss, who were wrongly um, accused of fiddling the election and, you know, manufacturing By Rudy Giuliani, in, wasn't it? In, yes, yeah, by Rudy Giuliani. Yes. Uh, uh, fiddling the election in favour of Biden, sort of manufacturing votes or... Uh, in some devious way, which is all proven to be completely false. Well, Rudy Giuliani, what do you think his compensation was? Not seventy-five thousand pounds or dollars or hundred thousand well, or two hundred thousand or three hundred thousand or four hundred thousand or five hundred thousand. His he has been ordered to pay one hundred and forty-eight point one million dollars to those two. To those, yeah. And um, I mean, it's I mean, and with all due respect to them, that is really nothing compared to what these sub postmasters have been through. Really, it really yes, isn't. no, that's theirs. I, I it really, it really isn't. And we're talking here. They're he's talking about making an interim payment of seventy five thousand pounds. I mean, how far does that go on lawyers' fees? 
You know what lawyers <laughs> fees are like. Well, I mean, it's been going on for 20 years. So, I mean, I, I can't even begin to imagine what their get into the, are. You know, and he sits there on his bloody million, hundreds of millions himself. You know, I mean, I, I, it, honestly, the government, you know, somebody in government needs to get this matter by the scruff of the neck, exonerate all, all and give them proper compensation that puts them back into the position they were. Yeah. And on top of that, gives them a, a payment for the all the suffering that they've had to endure, and the homes that they've and lost, and the reputations they that they've lost. Not only the fine, yes. you know, it's you know, for God's sake, get real, you know. And it's it, it the, all this is you know what I was going to say. I'll ask you about at the very beginning when I was saying how would we have reacted to this? Just think about this one. Just think about this for a moment. Supposing it hadn't been whatever it was, a 700,000 sub-postmasters. Supposing it had been one. Yes. I is wish they okay, were told it was it, just one. Is it okay to do this to one just because there aren't hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of other people? Of course it's not. Any more than is it, you know, it's okay to send a, a, an innocent person to the to the gallows for something, that, you know, for obviously a crime they didn't commit. It's... <laughs> The numbers shouldn't matter. It's justice that matters. Well, it's they told everybody they were the only ones. So in their eyes, they thought they were the only ones. Well, that was the big so that's lie, how they wasn't got it? Away with, that was big how they got lie. away with that, if you like, because they they isolated them to thinking that it was only them, only them. Well, they, these and people were... they found well, out they, they weren't on these their people own, were changed acting, their lives. These people were acting in a... And in an overtly innocent way, because they were phoning the helpline and say, trying to use this bloody stupid system. They were they were phoning the helpline and saying, "Help me! You, I'm, I, these figures don't make any sense." It says that there's a, a a loss. Oh well, you're the only one complaining. Nobody else is yes, having exactly. a problem. That was yeah. a huge lie. Well, they it was, did it on it purpose, repeated, didn't they? To repeated, isolate them. Repeated, uh, repeated over and over again. Yeah. I mean, honestly. You know, it. There has to be proper accountability here. There have heads have to roll. People like Paula Venels, in my opinion, they need you know forget about her CBE. She needs to pay millions of pounds. You know, back. I think she was paid something like four point five million, uh, it, for her service to the. Well, they sound as if they're office. asking for about two point four back from back. her now. I mean, uh, you know, I'm quite and, sure and why it's other not the people. Whole Fujitsu, I would have thought, have, have, have a need to make a financial um, uh, payment somewhere here. I mean, it, what they did, I imagine, I mean, I, I don't know what their defences are. I haven't heard anything. They don't seem to be coming out and saying anything in their in their. No, own they're not yet, are they? Um, any more than the post offices. They just go, oh, we're really sorry. We're really sorry. I mean, really sorry? You've ruined all these people's lives. People have committed suicide. People have died without even being exonerated it's yeah you know it's just beyond the pale and and uh you know i i i hope that this i you know i really hope that uh the the right thing is being done and forget all this bloody stupid nonsense about seventy five thousand pound payments they've got to be paid a proper amount of money yeah so that's my view anyway that's... any any final <laughs> no no and a bit I of a rant I'm... <laughs> yes yeah well I, so I yes i mean as i said you think you said we were in a you know in a great mood this morning the trouble is talking about this makes everybody in a very bad mood and you know we it's not 
Well, we have it's to get not angry. going away tomorrow, but we have to we have to talk about these things. Yeah. We have to face up to them. We can't be like they no. they are and bury their heads in the sand. You know, uh, we're, we're, it, it's 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 a fact. It's happened. It's happening. Uh, it's continuing, um, and until this story ends, it's going to be still many, many years, I would say. Yep. Well, that so, said, um, th- that said, we'd like to hear from you, dear listeners, uh, uh, what your views are on this. I'm pretty sure I know already what they are. Yeah, <laughs> but, I think uh, so. You know, I haven't heard a single word say anything, uh, you know, on if there is another side. I don't think there is another side here. No. Um, I don't. I really don't think so. I don't see it. If, if you see something, please uh, tell us. Um, if we're being unfair to the government, or if we're being unfair to the post office, or Paula Venels, or in, in any of this, uh, but uh, I don't think so. Yeah, uh, but we on. would like. Lo- we would love to hear your opinions. You know, we have a Facebook page for the podcast called the same name: Refinement, not Retirement. Uh, you find that easily on Facebook. Uh, and uh, we always like to receive your messages. But uh, with all that said, have a good day. And it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Bye, two very everyone. angry codes. Yes, two very <laughs> Goodbye, okay. guys. Bye for now. Yeah, take care. Bye. Bye.